a fact that you didn't know about yourself that's really going to help you deal with your PMDD. All right, let me let Lisa in. Here we go. Welcome to the PMDD Healing Summit, where the world's top experts share hope, guidance, and next steps for your PMDD healing journey. My name is Charisma Whitefeather, and today I am joined by the amazing, the wise Lisa de Jong. And let me tell you a little bit about Lisa. Lisa is a well being and health coach specializing in the menstrual cycle, chronic pain, somatic mental health and nervous system regulation. Yeah, it's gonna be a juicy conversation. She helps people to feel better in their bodies and improve other areas of their lives through a somatic approach. Her work is informed by neuroscience, biology, psychology, as well as her own personal journey with chronic pain. And she works with clients through private one-on-one -on -one work, group coaching, and online courses. And we're going to talk more about that later, but she offers free consultations. Yes, let's get into that. So thank you, Lisa, for being here. And thank you for being willing to share your wisdom with us here at the PMDD Healing Summit. Oh, thanks, Charisma, for having me. It's so lovely to be here. Absolutely. Oh, so, mm. so good to have you. Could you tell us a little bit about your journey and why you feel so passionate about menstrual cycle awareness? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, so I came to this work because of my own lived experience with chronic pain. And I, so I'm based in Ireland and um, in the conventional medicine world, there were very few options that um, worked for me and that I wanted to pursue. Um, so I was then, I suppose, encouraged to explore the holistic wellness world for my period pain. And um, I then did lots of different trainings, but ultimately I trained in um, the facilitation of menstrual cycle awareness under Alexandra Pope and Shani Hugo Wurlitzer. Yeah, so um, I trained with them and came to practice menstrual cycle awareness myself. And the reason I'm so passionate about that is because I really, really believe that it is like the missing, the missing piece in not only just women's health, but health in general, because I've seen this really helping people in their relationships with men as well. So it's, yes, there's a big piece of work we need to do as a society around shame and stigma and talking about periods. But when we start to look at the menstrual cycle as a whole, as that holistic systemic piece that we journey every month, every day, um, it has relevance to our physicality, to our emotional selves, to our personality, to our creativity. Um, and it therefore, when we start to work with it and get curious about it, it offers a lot of space for healing, but also empowerment and um, finding more ease and flow in our lives. Um, and I don't think anyone wouldn't want that in their life. <laughs> I, I hear you. I have their book right here, the Wild Power book. It's, it's my Bible. It has really, it's almost like an awakening that happened when I read about menstrual cycle awareness. So maybe some people out there, you know, some menstruators out there don't know about menstrual cycle awareness. So what is it exactly and how can we practice it and incorporate it into our lives? 
Yeah, really good question. So I describe menstrual cycle awareness as an embodied mindfulness practice. Okay, so what I mean by mindfulness, lots of people have studied mindfulness, but, I, but not everyone has. Um, and my understanding of mindfulness is, is that it's a non-judgmental awareness of our current moment, usually our thoughts. So paying attention non-judgmentally to our thoughts in any moment in time and being bringing some befriending or curiosity or presence to those thoughts. And um, so that's mindfulness and an embodied mindfulness practice is bringing that same presence, curiosity, awareness, attention to our physical experience at any moment in time. And menstrual cycle awareness um, is that embodied mindfulness practice where it brings in the relevance of our menstrual cycle. So very practically speaking, that is what day am I on in my menstrual cycle and how do I feel? And, and, and just that's really as simple as it is. It's really taking note of how you feel physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually on any given day and mm -hmm. um, making the link with where you are in your menstrual cycle. And then over time, as you journey your cycle month by month, you'll start to identify trends and patterns to um, the different phases of your cycle, depending on what your hormones are doing. And that information is powerful. Mm. That sounds really powerful because especially as someone who has been on the journey of PMDD healing, I noticed that I put a lot of attention on my luteal phase when I'm having my very strong emotions, my, my anger, my annoyance, my irritation, when it, my emotions just get out of control. And when I started tracking my cycle and paying more attention to it, bringing awareness to it, I felt like, oh, there's diff there are different phases. I'm not like this all the time. So I think it's, it's really powerful. And could you speak a little bit about these different phases that we might notice ourselves being in these seasons, I think they call them? Yeah, exactly, Charisma. So the seasons are the four phases of the menstrual cycle. Um, they're the archetypes. So... The inner winter is menstruation. That's the week or the few days that you're on your period, generally speaking. Um, and it's very important for every woman as they start to learn about menstrual cycle awareness too, they decide for themselves what season they're in. Yeah, so, so you decide when your winter begins. For me, my winter, because it's an energetic thing, uh, it starts for me a day before I start my period because on that mental, emotional, spiritual level, I'm in a winter place, even though I'm not necessarily bleeding, I'm very much in winter. And it's important for me to acknowledge those days as the vulnerability of winter so that I treat myself in that way. Because when that's the lesson of winter is to, is to up your self-care and to rest and to down tools as much as we can, right? In the context of our lives or get support and um, so, so that's winter, that's really important. That's a very important time of the cycle. It's super vulnerable, mm -hmm. but very powerful, right? Yeah. Um, then as we move out of winter, estrogen picks up. And again, you decide where that is for you. For me, that's um, day four-ish, day four to five. And it's where you start to feel more energy in your physicality and um, more interest in the outer world from a psychological perspective. Um, more desire to connect with people, your, li your libido very slowly starts to increase. Um, you know, you'll have more capacity for other people's needs. Mm -hmm. um, but spring is that transition season between 
winter and summer. So there is still a tenderness. There's a negotiation there on that energetic level. So um, I see a lot of people uh, have very high expectations of themselves in inner, inner spring and that can lead to burnout or um, the inner critic, right? So we just got to be careful with that to just, you know, to yes, to, to start to come out into the world again, but to move gently and be kind to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then we move to the inner summer. That's the ovulation phase of the cycle. That's where women are fertile, but they can conceive. Um, estrogen is at its highest. So it's the high energy time. It's the superwoman, the inner mother archetype. Yeah, it's, it's fun time um, for most women. And um, that is the time where we have the capacity to connect with people, to really, you know, meet other people's needs, to park our own needs for a while. Um, we can be highly productive, highly creative here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, if there's if there's burnout or anything happening that's sort of quote unquote out of the ordinary, there, it's not necessarily something wrong with you it's just there can be an imbalance in in the cycle and how we manage our you know how we navigate our cycle and so that's where that systemic piece comes in to sort of start to work with the whole cycle and and then once we've ovulated and when we start to transition out of summer which can be um a little bit of a rocky time actually because the inner summer is the confident one and she kind of thinks that she rules the show right and she says she says yes to everything and she likes to take charge of our schedule and then we might regret that in two weeks later right when we're back on our bleed again <laughs> so so it's important to uh contain that energy you know and to and, and and to be aware of that but as we journey out of ovulation we come into inner autumn and that's the um the premenstrual phase of the menstrual cycle that's the time where estrogen starts to drop and progesterone uh, starts to increase and um again similar to spring there is a vulnerable there's a there's you know there can be a lot of vulnerability here we, we talk about pms we talk about pmdd um it's a i have come to see that inner autumn time like i said it's a transition between the anchor of ovulation and the anchor of menstruation mm-hmm. so we are navigating something and the veils our, our hormones drop in our bodies and therefore that has an impact on our psychology. And the way I describe that is, it's like the veils of our container get thinner, right? Yeah, so our nervous system becomes more exposed to the outer world and you know, demands and relationships and those needs that we parked in summer. Um, so it's a, it's a time to journey that. I'm, I'm from Ireland and in, in the outer season of of the you know the, the actual climatic seasons the autumn is a beautiful time and mm-hmm. um, but i also describe it as quite a shamanic time charisma so there's kind of a magic to it and it can be it, it can really bring up a lot of darkness mm-hmm. so that's i think where the pmdd and the pms piece come in with learning how to navigate our own darkness in that time agreed yeah. agreed absolutely agreed well Let's dive right into that autumn phase just a little bit because I feel that that's where we with PMDD have our most challenging time because this time can bring up so much that we can almost, so much comes up in our autumn that it lingers into all the other phases. So it starts feeling like we, 
we're in this shame guilt spiral the rest of the phase and we have to make up for everything all the things we said and did in our autumn so how can we what can we do in our autumn you know from your experience from your standpoint what can we do in our autumn to be with these forces that are raging to be with this thinner veil as you say yeah that's a really well phrased question it's exactly like that isn't it how can we be with those forces and they are forces and mm. uh, there's a lot of there can be a lot of charge to those forces and that, how do we contain that in our physicality um well first the first step i would look at um would be diet and you know very basic self-care so mm -hmm. are we getting sleep um you know are we are we getting sleep like are we getting those you know between 10 p.m and 2 a.m that's a hormonal regulating time where we regulate our hormones and our sleep cycle so mm -hmm. you know having a look at that and our diet things like um i know that cravings can come in here but the more we eat healthily the easier it becomes to eat healthily so mm -hmm. very slowly month over month um bringing in bringing in more nourishing foods like magnesium rich foods so um, lots of whole grains, leafy green vegetables, nuts and seeds, um, because what's, what you're doing with magnesium foods is you're allowing the body to create more progesterone. And progesterone, yeah, and progesterone is the hormone that actually soothes the nervous system. So if we don't have enough progesterone or if we've got too much estrogen in relation to progesterone, then um, our nervous system is left a little bit more exposed. So there's a lot you can do with diet, you know, cutting, just keeping, cutting down or, or completely eliminating whatever you want really um, on sugar, alcohol, uh, processed foods, especially during that time. Um, yeah, balancing those blood sugar levels is really important for, for emotional self-care. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously, um, do nice things for yourself you know like take your epsom salt baths like have your mm -hmm. your sensory things that you need like um candles or um essential oils things like that self-massage you know touch things like that um are really good and then when we get a bit more of a handle on that physical piece um there's an emotional and spiritual piece there and i don't see this as something that you do in one cycle it's like an onion you're, you're peeling off really thin layers with this practice of menstrual cycle awareness so if you're wanting to look at the emotional well-being starting to very very gently be really curious about what are the emotions like what's what what are the circumstances in my life that are contributing to that um are there relationships that are difficult is there a work situation that's difficult you know the reality what's what's going on what are the unmet needs? Um, and very often there can be a lot of trauma, charisma for people who have PMDD. Um, there can be trauma in, in their life or, or uh, something I've seen is trauma in people's uh, adolescent, the maiden time of their lives. So their um, menarche time, mm -hmm. that, that can come up as well. So um, that, would, that just takes time to work through. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of a process, but definitely looking after yourself as much as you can. Um, and then if the shame and guilt cycle is there, again, you know, that sounds to me like so, like an entanglement or um, 
a belief about oneself, right? That might need to be sort of untangled or untied, um, which can be easily done as well. Yeah. Thank you for for bringing that, feels like a very holistic approach to it, a very honoring the self approach. And I think that what I've been hearing about mental psych awareness, it is so much about tuning into ourself. And I want to read here really quick a sentence that you said, and you said, your cycle can be your superpower. And I would love to talk with you about that because I know that dealing with PMDD, sometimes we feel like our cycle is our enemy rather than you know an ally. We, we dread those days, that week before we call it hell week, the week before the bleed starts. So how can we reframe that? How can like someone who suffers from PMDD, how can we start befriending our cycle and seeing it as our, our superpower? Mm, that's a really great question. Um, and it's easy for me to say, you know, be kind to yourself or like befriend your cycle. And like, you know, you can definitely take that approach of take space and get really curious about your menstrual cycle. But what's usually happening is when someone is in that um, negative relationship with their menstrual cycle, they're in resistance to the, the negative relationship with the menstrual cycle, if that makes sense, right? Yeah, so from a psychological perspective, it might be helpful to give yourself time to allow yourself to feel a negative relationship with your menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because, you know, we've had it hard, you know, we've had it hard. A lot of us have had it really hard with our cycle, with our healthcare providers, you know, with, with our education. And there's a lot of anger there and there's a lot of disappointment and, um, you know, feeling like we've been let down. So I think it's important to allow ourselves to feel those feelings, um, feel the hurt, feel the, the feelings of being let down. And if you are in a kind of a resistance to those feelings, take just take a little step back and see if you can observe what's actually happening, what's happening here in this moment. Can I give it some space? Can I allow myself to have this anger, have this disappointment or this, even the guilt, you know, or the shame um, from a compassionate place? And the way that I would do that is to, you know, as best as you can, just to take that little step back and um, maybe contain your process. So I, I quite like to, to uh, journal you know, write, write in my journal and um, write my prayers down or I work with my own mentors um, or light a candle and get down on my yoga mat and have a cry or uh, process my emotions through movement or dance. Mm -hmm. So anger is really important to, to allow move through our bodies, you know. Um, and then over time, that anger doesn't stay there forever. It might feel like it stays there forever, but over time it, 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 we start to integrate it um, yeah we start to integrate it we start to own it we start to know how to contain it um, and then that that's sort of the journey of working with your cycle because the the powers and the forces that feel really uncomfortable um, are trying to tell you something right um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so over time you can 100% no matter how much suffering you're going through you can find ease in your menstrual cycle and you can turn your menstrual cycle into something that is powerful um, and the fact that you are if you are experiencing PMDD tells me as a coach who works in this area that 
that person has a highly sensitive nervous system and is a highly intuitive person and a highly creative person mm-hmm. as very in touch with, you know, very um, powerful forces and feelings. And some people I see have psychic abilities around this stuff, right? So, yeah. <laughs> wow. Could you say that again? Highly intuitive, highly sensitive. Say those three things again. That was juicy. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of people I see who struggle with their cycle, usually the people who have PMDD or PMS or pain, they're the ones who have a highly sensitive nervous system. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a bad thing. That means that they are highly intuitive, highly creative, and a lot of them will have psychic abilities. They just don't know how to use them yet. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that makes so much sense because being, if you're highly sensitive, highly intuitive, then you can also feel the waves of others. You can feel the waves of the world and to balance that within the waves that are going on within that seems like something that has to be acquired or learned or open to or dealt with. So thank you. I love that. And you're, you're talking about the nervous system a lot. And, you know, I'm Kundalini yoga teacher, so I'm, I'm really into strengthening the nervous system and all these things. But from your point of view and from your expertise, can you talk a little bit about the nervous system and can we, how can we support our nervous system so it can support us as these highly sensitive, highly creative, highly intuitive people? Mm, yeah, that's a great question, Prisma. Um, I work from what's called a polyvagal informed approach. So yeah, I'm polyvagal trained so what that means is that I um work with the nervous system I don't know if that's helpful but I, I work with the nervous system I, I educate people how to uh, regulate their nervous system and I and I educate people on understanding the language of what's happening in their nervous system whether it's because of their hormones or because they're having a fight with their partner or because their inner critic is going crazy Um, And so with that information, we start to understand the nature of our nervous system Mm -hmm. and that will be informed by our environment and our upbringing and our hormones and our menstrual cycle. Um, And and it's all about learning how to regulate the nervous system. So what regulates and what I mean by regulating is um, feeling connected in my body, feeling safe, feeling some sense of flow i'm not going to feel like super flowy all the time but i can get through my day without um you know having to expend a huge amount of energy because i'm nervous all the time that would be a dysregulated nervous system um so it's really about helping people to understand their own nervous system understand what what things help them regulate and then learn how to integrate that into their daily lives so for some people it's dance for some people it's cleaning the kitchen <laughs> so, i wish that yeah. were mine <laughs> yeah it's, it depends um so it's like it's about um understanding the states of the system so that we've got freeze fight or flight and then uh rest and digest and learning how to navigate between those states because none of those are bad they're all responses um, but learning how, if we do get dysregulated for whatever reason, how can we get back to rest and digest? And the reason that's important for my work with menstrual cycle awareness is because the more time we spend in rest and digest, mm-hmm. uh, the safer we are in our body, physiologically and psychologically, and uh, 
the more capacity we have to, um, well, not necessarily capacity, but the more um, buffer we have if we have pain or, or PMDD. Um, yeah, and then we don't isolate. And that's a really important part of this is when we're suffering, whether it's mentally or, or physically, we can very easily go into a fight or flight mode or a freeze mode and then we don't reach out for help and it becomes it becomes a very lonely and sometimes very dangerous place to be so connecting with people and sharing and doing you know doing this work having a summit and connecting with people through you is so healing for people and it really helps the nervous system yeah ah thank you for saying that also that isolation part because I feel that it's such a big part that we do isolate, especially, you know, when we have PMDD, because there's this, some people feel like Jekyll and Hyde. And then when we go into these responses, it's like, oh, I need to hide because I'm a horrible person. I, nobody should see me this way. Nobody loves me this way. So thank you for saying that. And I wrote down, you said, for example, a fight with their partner. So I'm going to have relationship. We have relationship coaches speaking here and relationship therapists, but from a nervous system or polyvagal theory perspective, when I'm in my PMDD and when things have gotten rough with my partner and I'm in this confrontation, I mean, I can feel that. I can feel it in my system. So what is something that maybe someone who's going through that can do to strengthen, as you call it, or support their nervous system in that moment? Is there anything that you know that might help or has helped some people you work with? That's a really important question because that's where PMDD crosses with uh, nervous system and relational dynamics, right? So that's like, uh, you know, we're cutting edge land here. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it, it really comes down to um, our ability, and this you learn this over time, our ability to recognize in the moment when our nervous system becomes dysregulated. Mm -hmm. um, and that usually happens when we're in a relational dynamic argument or something like that happens. Um, and so when you are in that moment, can you pause and even if it's just for a microsecond notice your dysregulation and so that creates a huge amount of space and then over time you'll start to then get really curious about what you need in order to regulate again and that'll be different for everyone but for me for example when I'm in an argument with my partner my nervous system response because of my history is to go into a freeze place. I don't go into a fight or flight. I start, I lose my words and I get, I get this fear in my system. And um, now that I know that about myself, I have to say to my partner, I need to take a moment to just go to the bathroom and get a cup of tea because I can't think straight. And, um, and I have to say that to him because if I storm off, I abandon him. And then that will trigger his nervous system, right? So I have to sort of name what's happening for me um, and trust that he loves me enough that I, that even though we're having a fight that, you know, he's still, we're still holding the space together, right? So even as I'm speaking, I can feel the nervous energy, you know, talking about that topic, but um, yeah, that's definitely a skill you learn over time, but it, it really is simply put, it comes down to recognizing what you need to come back to safety. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 
Mm, I love that. Thank you. And you're, you know, you said about like creating a bit of a space, even just a microsecond and bringing that awareness in. And thank you for saying that because I think that ties in so great with menstrual cycle awareness with having the awareness of where you're at in your cycle, also having the awareness of where you're at in your nervous system. Mm-hmm. That is 100%. really, really juicy. So um, in your bio, you also spoke about some the somatic approach somatic awareness is that part is that embodied is that somatic does that mean embodied i'm not told yeah that. speak a little about that yeah that's a fancy word isn't it it's a it's a latin word it means soma means of the body so somatic just means it's a fancy word for a body <laughs> uh, so everything i've talked about is somatic awareness it's you know we we can have awareness of our thoughts but this that you and I are talking about is awareness of our also our um, physiology, our hormones, our nervous system and what that and how that then speaks to our, our thoughts and our psychology. Right. Because yes. um, our, our, th- our thoughts can come from our nervous system state. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in a place of fight or flight, yeah. um, my thoughts will start to reflect that and I'll start to think you know, fear-based thoughts based on how I feel, you know, in a really, like, I'll think, oh, my partner doesn't love me anymore, you know, and it's not true, but <laughs> in the moment, it's very real. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I, I, I read that a lot, and that was my, my cycle. Every, every autumn, every phase, my partner is not the right person for me, and ah, and it's one day, and that's kind of what brought me to all this. My partner noticed, you know, you pick fights with me at the same time every month like this is really weird and that's when I sort of started having this this uh yeah awareness of my own PMDD and started wow. getting into menstrual cycle awareness so yeah thank you, wow. thank you for saying that so because I'm I'm hearing this somatic approach you know because there's always this talk therapy where we sit down and we talk about our problems but maybe there's also importance of going into the body and noticing the body rather than just talking about it. Yeah, exactly. And you can, you you don't even have to go to a specialist somatic practitioner. You can, if you want, there's lots of somatic practitioners out there, but if you're already in therapy with, with a therapist, you can do this yourself. And I have done this myself with my own therapist. And then I teach my therapist how to do this. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah. You can just take ownership of your own body in your therapy dynamic and, while you're in therapy, noticing what's happening in your system, um, you know, and it's so easy. Like if some, if your therapist says something and you might, you might start to notice yourself breathing deeply, that's usually a sign of relief um, or yawning is a sign of relief or wanting to stretch. Um, or if you notice yourself looking around the room a lot, that's usually a sign that you might've become dysregulated because your, your system is trying to place yourself and look for safety. Yes. So tracking your nervous system while you're in therapy or while you're in yoga or while you're in any kind of, in an interview, you can do it, you know, and it helps to inform you what's going on, what your body is telling you feels good. Mm. That is so great to bring in that awareness. I love that looking around part. Thank you. I'm going to be very aware of that from now on when I'm looking for a way out. (laughs) Yeah, that's basically what your body's doing. It's looking for a way out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. With your expertise 
and your approach if someone with pmdd were to come to you you know like in your your free consultation that you are so graciously offering which i just think is such a great way to do it because what i'm also hearing from you is that we need to get curious about what works for us so what how would you approach this this approach to PMDD relief or PMDD healing, what would be like kind of your steps or what do you think we should, we should start becoming aware of? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, in the consultation, that's, that's, I would uh, ask the individual about what they're going through and their history and where they want to get to and how it's impacting their life. And, you know, what, yeah what they want to work on and then I explain how I could potentially help them and mm -hmm. um, so the consultation would be very different depending on every person but the way that I work is I educate people so I'll educate people on this um, and then I will use um, sort of psychological skills to uh, and coaching skills to various different skills that I bring to really really listen to the client very deeply um, mm -hmm in terms of what's going on for them so and then I reflect things back insights and reflections back uh, and then I sometimes uh, I work with them very practically giving them a list of things to try and like supplements or you know food and things like that and um, so it can be very easy and then sometimes it's much more relational based um, but yeah like when it comes to PMDD I think just taking that first step and you know being involved in a summit like this it's a big that's a big deal, you know, that's taking self-responsibility, you know, self-advocacy. It's a huge part of, of this work. And like you said at the start, creating hope is huge for this work, you know, because PMDD, there is a lot of what I would call darkness, not, not a bad darkness, it's just, just there. Um, it's an expression, right, in our system and um, it needs to be worked with. And it takes a lot of guts and courage to, to look at it and to do this work, so. Yeah, to, to definitely take it slowly. <laughs> That's the one thing I always advocate for, to, to go at your pace and get the right support, yeah. Mm, I love that, thank you for sharing that. And also thank you again for offering that free consultation. If you're listening, if you're watching out there, please take Lisa up on this free consultation, check it out, try, because keep on going and find something that works for you. And Lisa, I'm going to ask you the last question because we are already at time. This has been so amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And what really, what I want to um, highlight again is that we are highly sensitive, highly intuitive, highly creative. So this is exactly what the world actually needs right now, right? Exactly people like this. And that's why don't let yourself get ground under. And Lisa, last question. Do you have any last words of hope for people with PMDD? Yeah, I do. Um, there's so much you can do about it on all different levels and you don't have to do it all in one go. Um, try one or two things, you know, start with that diet piece I mentioned at the start, see how you get on, make sure you're, you're getting enough sleep, enough hydration, things like that. And um, yeah, there's, there, I just want to say there is so much hope out there. There really, really is. And, um, you know, yeah, there's so much capacity for healing in PMDD and not only healing, but transformation and, you know, finding your calling through this work. It really is very powerful. Yeah, if you dare to go there. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Healing and transformation through PMDD.
I know that's given some people something to think about. I'm not so sure about that, but I absolutely agree. So thank you so much, Lisa, for those, for those really encouraging words. Thank you for your absolute generous offer. And um, in your Facebook group, everybody out there, you know, post your aha moments. Let us know what really rang true. Let us know what you're up to. And Lisa, thank you so much for this time. Thanks, Charisma. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Ha, <laughs>Hi, it's Charisma. If this expert interview inspired you or helped you in any way, please consider leaving a five-star review with your insights so other PMDD warriors like you can find these interviews and benefit from them too. You're awesome and thank you so much for being a part of this community. And remember, relief is possible. Okay, bye.